Shalom, Salam Aleikum, and peace be with you, my brothers and sisters. We are, <laughs> we are the Yarn Spinners, and we are back for another episode, which will be quite interesting, I believe. Why do you believe so? Well, biased, mostly. <laughs> so, no, um, uh, just to give you some background, it's been the first time ever that I've actually gone into Twitter and used it. Um, it's been interesting, it's been exciting. Yeah. But at the same time, it's been, uh, how can I put it mildly? A bit Frustrating. A bit infuriating. But it's given me a lot of um, information about what people actually want to hear, want to see, what they're interested in, what they're yeah. concerned about. Um, you've had uh, quite a significant conversation with a chap from America, I believe. Yeah. I've had a very long um laborious conversation with a, a chap from Texas, I believe. Yes. Um, well, he's pro-Trump. Pro we shan't give his name away just in case he gets loads of hate from our one listener. <laughs> <laughs> or from me. But um, um, No, I mean, it's not, it's not fair. It's, it's been a very um, amicable debate. It's not been to and fro with insults. Um... I was so, going to say, it's, it, it was actually quite civil. There's been no incendiary comments. There's been no, well, there's been very little accusations of idiocy from either yeah. side. Well, to be fair, he was, and it's obviously ongoing, so it still is, um, you know, he's a well-informed guy. Um, he constructs his arguments quite well. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he's actually made me think for my points. Um so, do, do, yes, you want to give a, a, do, do you want to give us uh, like a background to, to your conversation and what it was about? Sure. So, um, it's essentially um, a little debate about the, the wall that Mr. Trump wants to build. Yes. Um, I believe he, he messaged on one of your flippant comments, I believe. Um, because you've just been stirring the pot like crazy, haven't you? Yes, I have. <laughs> just to give a background to that but, one, uh, someone like uh, I think it was er Trump Junior. Yes. Put a tweet out saying that uh, tw a tweet, sorry, a tweet out <laughs> saying that uh, Trump wine has won some kind of an award, and I just asked if how many Russians it took to bribe to win that one. Go on. <laughs> and this chap. Uh, didn't take kindly to that uh, remark, so... No, he didn't. Um, I think he probably failed to see the humour in it, but Americans are very difficult when it comes to humour Different. politics. Different. different. Not difficult, different. They are difficult. <laughs> um, right, Hello to so. our American listeners. <laughs> well, you know, it is difficult. It is difficult. It's subjective, isn't it? So it's difficult. Um, but, you know, like we were saying, he, he he's been putting out some fairly informed and well-written arguments and you know by all means go and find the thread um, let us know what you think have a little comment um, where can they find the thread Thomas well you know Twitter just have a little look for at podcast yarn yes and it will be there you know we've been we've been pretty active actually um, and it's been a bit of a social experiment, hasn't it? It shows you the varying degree of person yes, it does. on Twitter. Yes, it does. It, it's, it's been very interesting 
read, uh, finding out what people are worried about. Yeah. Obviously, there's been a lot of things that's happened recently. Um, but sorry, we kind of strayed away from, from your conversation with, with this chap. So what were you discussing? So, well, like I said, we discussed the border wall. Yes. Um, and, he, and he's pro. So he's, he's for the wall, um, not coast to coast. He, he doesn't think that that's viable. Yes, yeah. Um, Which is also... Valid. Yes, and I believe it's one of the first people that I have heard who supports the wall that have said it that way. Yeah. That it's not a blanket wall, a coast-to-coast wall. It's actually been enjoyable, like I said. It's, it's been an enjoyable experience to actually experience someone and interact with someone who has these views, but they're not extremist. Um, no, actually... They're not, they're not, keep them out. You know, they're bringing X, Y, and Z to our country, and we don't like them. I even brought up the uh, the immigrant um, aspect of it, didn't I? Yep, you know, yes saying that America is built on immigration, immigration yep. et cetera, et cetera. And he said that he loves immigrants as long as they're legal, which is a bit of a double-edged blade, you know, so it, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's... Um, morally, I think it's a very difficult one to... to, under, to process isn't it because there's a lot of people that illegally cross the border that are doing it out of desperation to escape persecution violence rape whatever from their countries yeah and because they don't have any legal papers because either they don't have them or the state has taken them away from them like in some communist countries they they would not be able to be processed as easily as he suggested by going through legal means. Yeah. So the whole point, I understand that he wa- all he wants is immigration via legal routes and official routes rather than immigration from all ends of the Texas border, for example. Yeah. That, that was yeah. one of his examples. Yeah. Um, and he also... Um, emphasized that legal crossings are probably safer for people rather than trying to cross in arid deserts and 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 horrible terrain etc which is true which is true but i think he's again he's neglecting the fact that some people are just desperate to escape persecution yeah it like i said he has a constructive argument um but i still disagree on a, on a number of fronts, I, I will disagree. And he got a bit upset that I didn't bring up any facts or anything. And, and I quite frankly told him that he's a grown man and he can fact check for himself on giving an opinion, not an informed debate. Um, you know, I'm not trying to brainwash him and I don't want to change his opinion. His opinion's his opinion. But um, that, that's, a, that's a very good point to make is that what you were expressing is your opinion on the matter and yeah. not trying to win him over or persuade him to change his opinion yeah. on the matter himself. What you were stating was basically, look, I think it's this. Yeah. If you think it's the other way around, fair enough. Both, yeah. both views can exist without being mutually, um, self, you know, mutually destructing, destructive. Yes. He did get a bit agendary. 
he started sending me papers and articles which were pro-wall, which was fine, but it goes past an opinion then, really. Um, I was just given my own thoughts, not, not thoughts that have been manipulated through parties of interest, etc. So he didn't like that. I don't think he didn't like that, and and he said he can't ascribe to to, um, to a different idea with no data, etc. But I'm not offering data; I'm offering an opinion, which is which is an important thing to mark out. Yeah, exactly, and and you know it, it it's different. Let, let's not also confuse providing an opinion for the sake of an opinion, rather than what is currently being done a lot of the time by Trump and a lot of people by providing an opinion as a statement of fact. Yeah. So what you didn't say is, oh yeah, but Mexicans aren't that bad that are crossing the border. Yeah. Implying that that is a fact and therefore his opinion is wrong. Yeah. What you were saying is that, look, I just disagree with what you're saying, which is, I think, I think is legitimate. But obviously some people will disagree. Yeah, and that's, that's fine. But, you know, I'm still going to express my opinion how I see fit and not push my opinion onto others if it doesn't suit them. No, no. And, and to be fair, I think um, he's bringing emotion into it because it's such a huge emotive subject in the U in, in US. Yeah. And, and he lives in a border state. Yes, so. yeah. So for him, it's probably a much bigger issue than for us thousands of miles away on an island where we don't need a wall because we've got a sea. But where do you stand? Because obviously, I, well, I brought the argument up to him that there are lots of countries in Europe, for example, that have problems with borders and they don't need walls. Um, where do you, what do you, what do you think to that statement? I think it's, I think it's fairly, fairly correct though, isn't it? Because, but then it's, it's slightly different because our biggest border sharing countries which are outside of the EU are what Turkey and Russia yeah uh, outside of the sort of EU you know European economic area that kind of stuff yeah so it's it's not that there are hard borders but that there's more surveillance there yeah and we don't have such a huge problem as Americans seemingly do, and I say seemingly not because it's not a legitimate issue, but because we just don't know how big of an issue it is. I think this is the thing to, to understand, is that we don't know what is actually going on because everything that's being in the news is a, hyper a hyperbole of what mm. is actually happening. You know, um, Sarah Sanders comes out, I think it's Sarah Sanders, comes out and she says, there's 300,000 terrorists that we stopped crossing the border. Yeah. Neglecting to, to actually continue and say that um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, yeah. Neglecting to um, actually also say that only something like three people were stopped crossing the, um, the southern border. Yeah. Who were not even terrorists, but on the terror watch list. So they're suspected, but not proven to be. Yeah. So... When you have facts like these scaring people into believing that this is more of a national security issue rather than a humanitarian issue, 
or even a border issue. It becomes problematic because you don't really know what is actually, what, what are the true figures. Equally, yeah. on the other side, opposing side of, of the border wall, you have people that say, oh no, it's fine because uh, immigration's going down and all this is going on and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. we can only go really by anecdotal evidence. Yeah. For me, we don't have such a seeming issue with Turkey or with Russia or with Ukraine or with Albania, you know, mm. with all those countries that border the EU where there's a huge influx of people going through. The biggest issue that we had with um, non official migration was um, in recent years was the Iraqis, the Syrians, the Eritreans, and that's only because there's a, <laughs> there are wars there, so. Um, yeah. They need to escape, caused by Americans. Sure. Well, not just Americans, Western powers. Let's yeah. not let's not wash. Amer um, uh, the UK's and French and German. Slate clean. Puns. Yeah. Yeah. So, what else have you um, come to establish with our foray into Twitter, with our little social experiment that we've had? Well, my my, my not, biggest not, not an experiment, more. Of Finger on the pulse. Yeah, exactly. My, my biggest thing, obviously, is, is the BuzzFeed News revelation. Mm -hmm. So BuzzFeed News, for those who don't know, have reported that Trump, there's evidence from uh, Mueller's, uh, who's head of FBI, the, the main prosecutor for the FBI. Yeah. Uh, or he, he's prosecuting Trump. He's, he's running, a, basically, he's... He's looking into the possibility of Trump colluding with Russia or with, with the allegation of Trump colluding with Russia. And he, um, apparently there's documentation which proves that Donald Trump has asked um, is it Michael Cohen, his former legal counsel, yeah. to lie in court. Right. This is obviously impeachable because it's a perversion of justice, etc., etc. Yeah. But as it turned out, within an hour or two hours or three hours after the story broke by BuzzFeed News and also completely supported by CNN, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, without any fact-checking or evidence, complete reliance on, on BuzzFeed News, it was proven to be fake. Oh, it was right. proven to be misleading. Right. Now, who would have thought that uh, BuzzFeed News <laughs> would... Um, Run with something like this. Well, would, um, <laughs> would report on, on, on fake news. Anyway, the, the problem with this is that, obviously, Trump is famous for saying things like fake news and... I think not Fake even just days. Trump anymore. Well, uh, yeah. His sons have been incessant with it. But the issue is when, when, a, when a news media outlet, and I say this in very loose terms, news media outlet, um, associates themselves with a liberal side of, of society, provides news which are proven to be fake it gives them more evidence that actually the news, the liberal news, is positioning themselves and promoting the idea that Trump is doing something illegal 
just to stir up trouble for them. Yeah, yeah. And I think that actually in this case, he was completely right to call it fake news. Because everyone from CNN, all the liberal news, have reported that this is happening. This is true. And if this is true, then Trump needs to be impeached. And, yeah. you know, a number of senators came on board and said, you know, if this is true, then we can't let this happen. Let's get the Senate to impeach him, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, look, guys, the, the main thing, we have not seen that story on the BBC. Yeah. Do, do you I, know I actually checked. I checked immediately. Go on. Because BBC fact checks their stuff and they, they don't release news articles willy nilly just because a two bit news outlet has said that it, that it, believes that that is the truth yeah so that's that, but that's good but equally yeah. didn't trump um ban bbc from his um press conferences i didn't hear that i'm sure he did he, he ages banned, ago because he banned cnn didn't he well he banned the, the political correspondent and i think he's back now i see he didn't ban him he kind of threw him out and said look if you're going to be violent towards my interns then we're gonna to have to. Uh, we're gonna to have to with withhold your your press pass, which is yeah. which is fair enough. If he was violent, um, I looked at the video. I didn't think he was that violent. With with a, you know, yeah, you, you can't. Yeah, you, this is the issue now that actually seeing is no longer believing. That 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 yeah. that saying is no no longer relevant because so many videos can be doctored, so many angles need to be looked at, and unfortunately, seeing a video of of someone wrestling a microphone of someone else is no longer considered a truth anymore. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't know. So. Uh, on on my end, what have I? Uh, what else have we experienced? Obviously, I've 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 slammed Buzzfeed News about this and just said, look, guys, this is this is the reason why Trump can legitimately say that fake news is targeting him. But he says things. I've just checked his Twitter feed, and one of his tweets says, it, and half of it's in capitals, and it just of says, "Fake news." Fa sure, fake news is the enemy of the people. Fake news is truly the enemy of the people. He's not wrong. Misinformation, you know, this, this is, ironically, this is the stuff that we blame Russia over and China over. Yeah, but I think... And yet domestic news outlets are doing as that. As a president, I just don't feel like it should really be his prerogative to be like this. I mean, look... He should be able to take things on the chin. Yes, and Rise I think, above. I think that there's, a, there's a way to be presidential about things, which was followed by, well, n not a lot of them recently. Maybe Obama is the latest one. But actually, he's proven to be a person that is completely, because he's outside of the political spectrum, people are no longer, his supporters are not expecting him to act presidential. In fact, they like the fact that he's not presidential. They like the fact that he shoots from the hip, that he says what he thinks, even though it's very little, that he'll, you know... <laughs> what says or thinks? <laughs> well, thinks. <laughs> he says a lot. Um, you know, uh, 
don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Trump's genius, but a broken clock can be right twice a day, right? And yeah, out yeah. of a thousand articles that publish, only one of them needs to be false, proven to be false, before his statement of fake news is legitimized completely. Right. That still doesn't really... I brought this up with um, the guy that I was having the discussion with and I said, you know, your leader is essentially a reality TV star. And he didn't even... He didn't even bat an eyelid, and that makes me worry a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the new normal, isn't it, for them? It's just it's, it's just a normal. real worry, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as I can see. I'm not a massive fan of politicians, and you know, I think they're all two-faced for the, for the most part. Um, would you rather... Here's a question for you. Would you rather have a lifelong politician run like for... China are doing. Run for the highest office in the land... Uh, for example, like, um, you know, Jeremy Corbyn. I, I know that you're not the biggest fan of him, but Jeremy Corbyn has been in the Labour Party and part of the um, House of Commons since the 80s, I believe. Yeah. So he spent the majority of his life in politics. Do you think the, that's better than the... a businessman coming in to politics? Um, I don't think that that would be fair to say. I don't think that you could just... Uh discount anyone or you know i think for the most part i think that you i think experience in politics is essential but at the same time a lifetime in it is not because you can be political but not be a lifelong politician um and trump as a as you call it a businessman he has well, no. He is, he is. Yeah, he is. He's not a very good one though. But he, he is not political. He's not deft-handed. He's not clever with his words. He's blunt, and I think politics is a subtle art. Um, Fair you point. Know, you're dealing with dignitaries from around the world. You're dealing with different cultures and with. Dealing with different cultures, you have to be able to adapt to their customs and you, ha you have to understand their different ways of expressing themselves and, and not just come in and, and be arrogant enough to flaunt your way around and, and behave like you're at home playing golf. You know, I don't, I don't think he's deft enough. And, and I think that's important. You could be the world's best businessman. You know, you can be fucking amazing, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a good politician because if, if you've got to where you are by strong-arming, then you're not ever going to get anywhere by dealing with someone who's just as good as you as a businessman but much cleverer than you politically. Or even worse than you as a businessman but still better than you politically. Yeah. Yeah, I that's, that's, I, a, that's a fair point. I just think it's a balancing act between the two. I, I, think, I think like everything in life, it... it it can't be too much of one and it can't be too much of the other. No. You can't be a, a Clinton or a Bush who has spent their life, essentially, in politics. Yeah. Because you're blinded by politics and no longer in touch with the people. Of course. I mean, look at our, some of our previous prime ministers. They've been lawyers. Yeah. 
you know, and I think that that has aided them in being able to think critically and calmly, but also to be able to conduct themselves in a very subtle manner. Yeah. Because you can't go screaming and kicking in a courtroom, especially, I think Tony Blair was QC, wasn't he? Mm, I, th- I think definitely Cherie Blair, uh, possibly even Tony, yeah. Well, well, he, I mean, he was definitely he, in law. He was. Yeah, yeah, he was in law, and I'm fairly sure that um, Shuri was QC. Um, you know that they're, they're just not people. They're going to be clever. You know, they're subtle people, and they're, and yeah. they're deaf. They're deft, and Trump isn't. Yeah, a QC is. Um, how would you describe a QC? It's. Um, well, it stands for Queen's Counsel. Yeah, but, but, but that doesn't mean anything for our American listeners. It's essentially the highest lawyer in the land. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think what we, what we were blessed with a number of times is we had very intelligent people holding the highest office in the land. Even Churchill, who was, very, um, who was a drunk and who kind of spoke his mind, the way that he manipulated language was very clever in yes. how he actually said things. I think he said, I think, it, I think it's him, he said that um, um, an opposition leader is a sheep in sheep's clothing, which is very clever. Yeah. Um, Just for our um, American listeners, um, Queen's Council um, barrister is an eminent lawyer or, or barrister or advocate who is appointed by the monarch to be one of Her Majesty's ca- uh, ca- Council learned in the law, yeah. So it's just an honorary title, yeah. So, so they have to be so good at knowing the law, being able to interpret the law, yes. and being able to therefore uh, apply it, yeah. That they and can be considered a council to the queen or yes. to the king, yes, to the monarch, reigning monarch. Will they and be renamed as Casey then when we have a king? I'd imagine so. Or, 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 I don't know why they're not the, called the RC, the Royal Council. Wouldn't that be a bit more... Probably because you wouldn't want to be known as RC, would you? <laughs> well. <laughs> but in English law, you know, being able to manipulate and understand and interpret English law at the highest level is no mean feat. It's, you know... I've studied law to a base level, only to A level, you know, but it's a it's a slippery slope. The language is completely different, yeah, and yeah. you have to have. I was taught my my teacher was a, an ex barrister, and he's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. Yeah, very yeah. very clever guy. Yeah, I um I have a friend who is training to be a barrister at the moment. Yeah. I think she's actually a barrister now. I think she is. And um, she is, without a doubt, one of the cleverest people I know. Yeah. And she's my age, which makes me very... Uh, makes me realise a lot about my own life. When my friends are uh, such high achievers. You're a high achiever. Well, let's, let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you could be uh, in Kazakhstan. Well, uh, true. True. <laughs> Being Borat stunt double. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's it's. I think. I think you're right. I think balance of intelligence, cunning, 
um, culturedness is very important to hold the highest office in the land because you can still promote the people's ideas and principles that you represent without being a dick. And I'm sorry for our <laughs> listeners, but that is true. It is true. Of course it's true. You know, yeah. you can convey the same message in, in a number of different ways and still make it very clear what your position is yeah. without having to type in all capitals and, and tell people but, that, you know, someone has to go to jail. I mean, yeah. pro, you know, promoting the idea of someone being jailed yeah. is, is awful. Yeah, it is. And, yeah, I agree. Trump, you know, or any politician that is doing this, any, anyone in the, in the highest um, office, they should... Maybe they should have a Twitter ban... Well, yeah, but then you're suppressing their freedom of speech. Not really. Well, not really. They can say what they want and they can do what they want, but you know, it's 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 like. But he's the he's the it, first no, one. Yeah, but if if I'm at work, yeah, right, and I'm in my work gear, yeah, and I call the customer, or if I see someone walking down the street and I say, "You look like a cunt." Well, oh, come on. Forgive forgive my language, but <laughs> if I'm in work uniform and I say, "You look like a cunt," oh, come on, I'm probably going to get sacked. Yes. That's, but that's suppressing my freedom of speech. Um, not quite. You're still free to say it, just not whilst representing the well, company. Well, there you go then. Don't, don't, well, you're representing our country. No, but, but he, <laughs> there's no one to fire him for that. Well, the people, he represents the people we put Yeah, but they, but they like it. This is the thing. The people that voted for him like the fact yes, that he does this. Yes, but that this. doesn't mean that everyone likes it, because he is now no. everyone's representative, regardless of who voted for him. Absolutely. But that's, so that's called democracy. It is called democracy, but, but what I'm saying is... Just because he's been put there by a majority doesn't mean that he then has the right to mug the minority off. A questionable majority, may, may we add. He won the... Very, uh, very... Well, I, I'm counting Russia in it. <laughs> okay, then yes. <laughs> so he won by a continent and a third. <laughs> true, 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 true. So, um, yeah, yeah, I bet Siberia didn't realise they were voting for him. <laughs> what is Trump? <laughs> Careful, you'll have your door door handles <laughs> played. Oh, uh, but, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I think whilst you're representing your office, whilst you're representing the country and the people, don't keep your opinions to yourself, but certainly limit how they come out and and be more subtle with how you word it. Well, exactly, it's managing your language, right? Yeah. I might want to say that someone is effing and blinding, but I'll say, oh, you know, he's a um, special kind of chap, <laughs> which means the same thing, and everyone understands what I said. Yes. It's, it's reading between the lines. Exactly, but I think, exactly. I think the English are probably the best at doing that, though, aren't they? Well, yeah, they're very subtle. And passive-aggressive. Yeah, they're very passive-aggressive. And the Americans, you know, traditionally are more... Forthright. Forward and forthright, exactly. So um, that's not to say that not all of them can be 
subtle and all that kind of stuff. Um, of I mean, Obama was very good at it. He was a very good orator. A very, very good orator. I would say. But um, that's what a lot of people didn't like, is that he... He didn't say it as it was. Exactly. I mean, Trump is credited a lot with, with saying exactly what he means and everyone understands it. What does that say then for... And this is not meant to be offensive at all in any way, shape or form. And I know you're going with this. Okay, go on. Uh, I think it's a cultural thing more than educational thing. Or, okay. or, or intelligence thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought exactly the same thing. Um, is, it, is it an intellect? Uh, are the Brits more intelligent than the Americans to read between the lines? I don't think so. I think it's more of a culture. So do you think that it's our culture to be more subtle? Yes. I mean, look, subtlety is what gave United Kingdom partly one of the proponents of their empire was their subtlety, yeah. was their ability to be political. And so to you could argue then that it was the gentleman culture. I mean, what they did to India and Zimbabwe wasn't very gentlemanly, but yes. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? <laughs> you you weren't exactly a rough-and-ready captain or admiral being invited to the Queen's Chambers, were you? No, no, exactly. I mean, it was, um, I would say, it was a learned skill. Yes. Because even the kings had to be, you know, they, they had to navigate the waters of marrying into another kingdom. Put it this way. When you have Henry so, VIII, who married on. six wives, your seventh wife will be thinking... Do I really want to do that? And yet she did. And then the eighth did. So could you argue then that because America doesn't have the history that we do, that's, that's affected their culture? Because they haven't had the power marriages. They haven't had to ally themselves with other people because they have basically have a continent. But let's, let's not forget that America was built... By the Brits. By the Brits, primarily. Well, we built New, New York. Well, and... um, let's, let's look at their founding fathers. Jefferson. Yeah. Harrison. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're showing, we're showing our lack of knowledge of the founding fathers, but they were English people. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken... It's not like they, you know, um, the, uh, Franklin, for example. Benjamin Franklin, yeah. He spent a lot of his time in the UK. Yeah. Hamilton, Adams, I, th I think they were all... They were all um, redcoats at one point. Yeah, and they all had English ancestry. So... To say that they didn't have this this history of um, of, um, of of education or <clears throat> not education of culture is, is probably wrong. I, th I think what happened primarily is that the UK was a fairly closed society until twentieth century. Sure. Whereas America's was always an immigrant-led society. Well, it's the land of the free. 
Well, well, what I mean by that is that whatever culture they had was eroded to create this new culture of immigration. So they're probably still evolving a culture. Yes. Because they're so. such a melting pot of cultures, it's difficult to identify with any one. And, and there, you know, let's not forget, America as a country is still very young. It is. I mean, it's what, 1776? That's the year of independence, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. As, as a country, as a self-ruling country, they're very young. My school, <laughs> my school is older by nearly three times. Wow. I think it's, uh, it, it was established 1075, something like that. What school did you go to, posh boy? It shall remain anonymous. <laughs> so, you know, but... but Borstal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it kind of, it, it shows you that we have institutions, educational institutions in, in the land, which are nearly three times older than, yeah. than a country. And that's not to say, you know, it's incredible how, how big they got and how important they got. Yeah. So it's not, it's not taking away anything from the Americans. Of course. But if you look at it from an um, evolution perspective, they're still very relatively young. Yeah. Yeah. What else? What else? What else? Let's, let's, let's discuss other things that we've... Uh, so obviously I had um, a run-in. So Diane Abbott, who is um, a member of parliament for the Labour... Um, the probably the more socialist party political party that we have in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, she's um, been caught giving interviews and forgetting to cite correct figures, given that she's the shadow Home Secretary. I think it was at the time. Um, anyway, so she, people laugh at her because she's seemed she's deemed as incompetent. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, and it's more anecdotal than anything else. Right. The Independent ran a column, and, and I think it's an opinion piece, obviously it has to be an opinion piece, that the BBC has promoted racist attitudes towards Diane Abbott. Right. Now, I don't know what the motivations are behind the BBC during question time. It may have been racially motivated, may not be. But and it's such a tricky thing to prove. But at the same time, calling someone a racist is a fairly serious accusation. It's very weighty. And to call a whole corporation as racist is a very serious allegation. Of course, incredibly serious. So what I said is, look guys... Let's not cry racism before we actually know the motivation behind whatever abuse she may have received. Yeah. People laugh at her most of the time, not because of her race, but because of her ineptitude. Yeah. Comical, completely anecdotal ineptitude. Someone took very... Uh, uh, someone didn't like what I said. They took a staunch view on it. Yeah, and, and said that um, it is definitely racism. She gets more abuse than anyone else. Second to Sadiq Khan, who is a, um, 
he's the mayor of London. Yeah. I think he's from, is he from Pakistan? I think so, yeah. Or what, he's not from Pakistan, but his, his ancestry His ancestry is, is yeah. And which is, you know, and I said to her, look, racism is racism. If someone brings her race and, and insults her race yeah. and says that she's stupid because she's black, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's racism. Diana Abad is black, by the way. Um, that's racism. But to say someone is an idiot is not racist inherently. No. It's like saying someone's gay. It's not racist. Well, it's, it's, it's the same... That's the same. No, no, no. As in, calling someone gay is a derogatory term rather than because they're heterosexual, homosexual. Oh, right. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but equally, you know, it, it, it's it's clearly an issue here that it's it's an issue online because things are taken out of context. So what you know, it, and I brought the example of if I if I call Theresa May stupid, I don't call her stupid because she's a woman. And unless I say, oh, she's stupid because she's a woman, it's, 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 it's not sexist to call someone stupid. It's not racist to call someone stupid. I didn't really even think, I don't know, this could be a highly controversial thing that I'm about to say. Uh-oh. I don't think that saying someone is a stupid woman is sexist. No, it isn't. Because what, no. You're not saying that she's stupid because she's a woman. No. You are... Directing, that she is a woman, and she is stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the the two are not mutually exclusive. No. Equally, the two are not mutually. Whatever, <laughs> con- conclusive. You know, it, it's it's kind of it's, and I think this is the issue: is that a lot of a lot of things which are taken out of context, are being misrepresented by people who just want to have something to be angry about. Yeah. And this this woman on Twitter, she said, you know, let's not, um, you know, she receives a lot of racist abuse. And I said, yeah, fine. And, and, well, it's not fine, but if she receives racist abuse, then it's racist, clearly. And that's not good. No. But if someone calls her an idiot, that's not, well, know, the, that's not the, racist. The thing that I'm going to take from this is... No one's crying racism when people slaughter Boris Johnson. Yeah. And he's probably the, the, the politician that gets the most abuse. I'd say Jeremy Corbyn gets a fair few. Nigel but, Farage. But, 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 he, but yeah, they're, they're all white people. Yeah. Which, well, actually, this, this leads quite nicely onto something that we discussed isn't it with with the the race argument yeah um because um we've we, again i think we saw it on twitter um or you saw it, i can't remember where you saw it but here's a question for you as um well as a white person asking a non-white person is it okay to be white uh very good question that's probably more a question towards you i think it's perfectly fine to be white I think it's perfectly fine to be white and to be of any other creed, colour, orientation, whatever you are. I think people are very quick to jump to conclusions about someone saying that someone is stupid or someone is, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. 
this the racially motivated aspect i'm not denying that it exists but i don't think it it's as prevalent amongst all the people in the world as people would like to think it is sure so like you know you brought the example of well okay put it this or, or, or sexist in fact jeremy corbyn as he was walking out of a room or walking out of the office said something like oh that stupid woman immediately there were calls for him to be to, it was to to, to to apologize it was in the house of commons wasn't it yeah and um, he and and he said no i'm not going to apologize i didn't no. <laughs> you know it, it's 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 bonkers to think that we're in a, we live in a society now where if you say oh he's such an idiot yeah. and the person happens to be from kazakhstan yeah then you're immediately jumping to the conclusion that the reason why you called him an idiot is because he's from Kazakhstan and yeah. he looks different. Yeah. I'm I'm not white. No. I have predominantly white friends in the UK. Yes. yes. And I find it sad that a lot of my friends have to feel like they have to constantly um explain themselves to me or to other people that what they said is not or should not be considered racist sexist gender phobic homophobic transphobic whatever can you give us an example well it's like um i'm just struggling i'm scrambling to think if i've ever done it but i don't think so no no no, no. um okay so for example one of my friends has said um Something like, okay, so we were in we were in a Chinese restaurant. There was a group of Chinese people, of course, y- you were. young, young, of course, were <laughs> young Chinese guys and girls eating next to us when they were very loud. One when they were talking, uh, right. we were in a fairly um, upmarket place, so this this wasn't something that you'd expect. It wasn't right. a club; it was a restaurant, so yeah. you'd expect a bit of decorum. Sure. And we sort of English decorum exactly. So we all we sort of all looked at them because they were laughing, and it's not that we are misers, but it was just you know we were having a nice conversation. We couldn't hear ourselves because someone else was being loud and obnoxious, and we sort of looked at each other, and then one of my friends said, "Oh God, those people—they're so fucking loud," and they should have looked at me and said, "Uh, "You know," and I was like. Firstly, I'm not Chinese, so I couldn't care less. <laughs> um, secondly, I couldn't care less because, not because I'm not Chinese and therefore you can be derogatory against the Chinese, Yeah. but because why do you look at me when... when, when, when... <laughs> well, am I supposed to be offended? Because you think that the people on the opposite... Well, anyone who's on table eight, they're all loud people. Oh no, because they're Chinese and I look Asian, so I should take offence for them. Exactly, so it was, it was sort of... Um, I was just like, guys, can, can we stop this? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Were they joking or were they deadly serious? They were deadly serious. And it's, it's a bit sad. It is a bit sad because I sort of thought, look, um, just because I'm from the Orient doesn't mean that we're all brothers and sisters. <laughs> you know, I, I can think that people are loud without saying that all Chinese people are loud. I would never have inferred, if it was the other way around, 
And um, say me and you went to, we'll, we'll say China just for argument's sake, right? Me and you go to China and uh, you have friends that we're staying with in Hong Kong or something, I don't know. And uh, we, go out to, we go out to a restaurant. <laughs> we go out to a restaurant and there's a table of white people. And uh, for some reason, you know, we're talking in another language and they say, God, oh, those fucking people are so loud. Oh, sorry, Tom. <laughs> not no, sorry, it's fine. I'm not going to be affected. They are fucking loud. They're not white and loud. They're just loud. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I, th- I think this is this is primarily the issue, isn't it? Is that people think that you may think that they're being racist? Yeah. Um, y- your question is it is it okay to be white? I don't see why it shouldn't be. Yeah. I don't, you know, equally. You should be proud to be black. You should be proud to be Asian. You should, or Hispanic, whatever. Whatever. Whatever the color of your skin, whatever the origin of your ancestry, you should be proud of whoever you are as a person. E- even if you're not proud, just, just accepting. Well, yeah. Just, just exactly. acknowledging what exactly. you are. Exactly. You don't have to fucking wear traditional wear garm every time. But... <laughs> To show that you're proud, but you know, I never, I never see you in the Borat onesie. Well, you haven't seen me enough then. <laughs> um, but for me, it's it's kind of um, uh, we were at a um, at some work drinks once, and and um, one of the uh, interns for or one of the graduate students from from a company that that she was working with, um, she said something like. Uh, you know, she she made a flippant comment about male white male privilege, right? And this is the one that really gets to me. It's like, because I'm not white, uh, but but it's it, it gets to me because people assume that they are siding with the right side of conversation. Yeah. When they when they say, oh, you know, but clearly that's just because of white male privilege. It's like, well, hold hold on, hold on. So. Do you think that things are easy for white males? Yeah, of course I do. Okay, fine. There, there may be some old school people that would choose a white man over a black man, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. And that's wrong. But I think the more that we live and, you know, the, the more that the older generations die out, I'm pretty sure that we don't think the same way, you know, as in you and I. If we were yeah, hiring yeah. someone and they were white or they were black or they were a woman or they were a man or they were a man who became a woman, whatever the case may be, yeah, I could not give a crap about what they do or who they are or... Yeah. Are they good at what they do? Yes, they are. Fine. Done. Next. The, the other thing that, that gets to me is like, oh, um, well, obviously you get paid more because you're a man. It's like, well, no, I, I get paid more because I'm in the office till eight when you go home at five. Yeah. You think they should pay you more so you can work longer. It should be the other way around. You work longer and then you have a case to, to go to your manager and say, look, I'm putting in the hours. I'm making huge profits for my company. Yeah. You need to promote me. And if the company doesn't see that, yes, they're being discriminatory. Possibly. Well, no, but, but they are. You know. But- Possibly, if if there, if there's not scope for, um, there, I think it's a bit of a can of worms there. But no, I, I see what you mean. Okay, so if 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 they have promoted Mike, 
who's a yes. white male. And then they've promoted Toby, who's exactly. also a white male. Exactly. And then Angela, who isn't white and isn't male, goes for promotion and they say no. But, Alarm bells but she, start ringing. Exactly, but she... Works in, just as hard. In, in, exactly, she works just as hard, she's as profitable, and, yeah. and she brings a new dynamic to the team. If you looked at the data instead of the person, you probably couldn't discriminate between the three. Exactly. And that's where I think our generation... Um, and, I'm, and I'm sort of calling it before the millennial generation or the generation XY, who will actually go the other way and want to promote diversity. Diversity isn't bad, but no. diversity for diverse for the sake of diversity is. It's, it's just as dangerous as racism, really. Well, exactly. Exactly. It is. So it is. It's your... It's marginalising people. <clears throat> yeah, and it's actually, it's, it's kind of, it's racist in a completely different way because you're saying yeah. well actually we've we... got enough white people doing exactly this. exactly so we need a black person and a woman and you're disabled <laughs> you've got a job mate yeah and then, and then it goes from being talented to ticking boxes yes exactly and that's wrong that's where i, I was wrong. i was told um i won't name the the company that i wanted to work for I, I was told that I might have more of a chance if I ticked the box that said that I was homosexual. And well, I thought... That's stupid, isn't it? I just thought, that's just terrible. What why kind of a message be, does that send out? Why can't I just be good at my job? Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I'm not saying that strife in the minority, um, amongst minorities, doesn't exist. Of course. Access to education, blah, blah, blah. H historical actions have proven it to be difficult for minorities to climb the ladder as easily as it has been traditionally for white males. I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but what I'm saying is now the tables are turning. What people yeah. refuse to look at is that actually racism, outward and obvious actions of racism have yeah. been decreasing in huge amounts since, let's say, 20th century. Sure. You know, women have been marginalised much less in the last 10 years than they have been in the last 100 years. There is yeah. definite progress happening. What people refuse to, to, to understand is that progress takes time. It takes generational yeah, change. Thing. And because it takes time, people get frustrated. Oh, well, why can't we do it now? Yeah. Well, okay. But if you want to implement it now, then you're going to have to go down the quotas, um, have, a, have a quota for women, quota yeah. for Asians. And then who do you... Eventually, you'll have to exclude someone. Or someone will take offence because there'll be a minority box that you have to fill. Yeah. And people will say, well, ugh, I'm not, you know, why don't you treat us as individuals? Yeah. So, you, you, you know, it's kind of, we have to stop and smell the roses at some point. We have to understand that there's been huge progress made in medicine, in politics, in society, all over the world. Women have got more access to work and to opportunities that they didn't have. And it was wrong that they didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is that it's not as bad as people say that it is. Yeah. 
Now that you've hit on basically globalization, um, a question has just occurred to me, um, being as we're talking about politics and, 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 and a global community. Do you think, not now, and maybe not in a hundred years, but do you think that one day we should have a global parliament, as in a global leader, rather than splitting into countries and continents, etc. Splitting ourselves geographically, because we're going to be so intermixed. People are going to fly in and out of everywhere. Once you know, there's going to be a there's probably. I mean, I could be being a bit too optimistic here, but we're probably going to reach a point where travel is just it, it, it's nothing and people can just pop up and be anywhere and it's going to reduce geographical borders to nothing isn't it we're going to be such a we're not going to be nations we're going to be a globe we're going to be a, a global no 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 well yeah kind of i mean the eu is kind of attempting to do that yes by bringing a load of nations 26 25 26 nations under one Banner yeah, but the, of European Union. But there's no one leader there. You have one well, parliament for EU, but then you have lots of different parliaments in all the different... I know, I know what you're saying, they're, and they're doing the legal thing, but you still have your own country leaders, don't you? Whereas yeah. if you were to have... I don't know. If there's 26 parties, then... Uh, sorry, 26 countries... Yeah then you could have a party with a leader who then sends delegates to the 26 countries and they uh, and the leader filters down the laws do you know what i mean into his delegates rather than well, here's the european laws and also you're going to have your own laws as well completely separate two different parliaments Yes, but eventually, although we don't have a leader of, in, in human form, there is a clear leader in terms of the sovereignty of of the parliament. So the European Parliament, and this is partly why Brexit exists, yeah. is that um, allegedly they want to bring back the sovereignty of the British Parliament over right. the European Parliament. Okay. So although there isn't one man or woman or whatever leader... There is a single per, there is a single body, political body, which controls the power. And if they want to, they can overturn. Uh, and, you know, they can be challenged, but they can overturn decisions which are made in respective parliaments in in the respective nations which are part of the union. I mean, will they? I think it's very difficult because you're looking at so many different cultures and so many different belief systems that I don't think it will ever be possible for the whole globe to be unified. Mm. I think certain, certainly some geographies can. I mean, we've seen it in the European Union, but even that I don't think is perfect. No. I think there's, you know, if you take the Scandinavian countries, they're probably more aligned to be in a union than how the EU exists today. Because if you take the Greeks, as an example, and you take the Germans, two completely different cultures, and that's why they don't get on. 
a completely hedonistic, nihilistic society. Yeah. Well, not nihilistic, but more hedonistic society versus a pragmatic, um, efficient society. Obviously, there'll be there'll be some disagreements and issues. So European Union, although is a very good idea, and it wasn't you know, originally it was created to prevent wars mm. amongst European nations, and it's worked incredibly well, apart from Kosovo, but we'll we'll overlook that. <laughs> um, oh, uh, but uh, at the same time, homogeneity is impossible. Every person wants to feel that their culture is worth promoting and worth not promoting as such but worth to be worth pride yeah the greeks are very proud of what they do and what they've achieved the germans are very proud of what they do and what they've achieved to call them european i think they'd have huge issues with that inherently i think if you said well none of you now have because it's it's to be one union you need a common language common culture do you tell the Greeks not to speak Greek anymore and to speak German? I mean, the Soviet Union tried it and they failed eventually. Uh, well, it's 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 a difficult one, isn't it? Because you're, you essentially what you're talking about is pride, and famously, pride cometh before the fall. Yeah, yeah but it's not. It's not. It, it's not quite the same as pride. I think it is. You're talking about national pride. It's it's more cultural pride. But pride is pride, whichever skirt you put it in. Mm, right, okay, yeah, I suppose. So what you're saying is that if you're proud, it will be the downfall of you. I would say so. I think it's a valid thing to say. But you, But you're proud of your work that you're doing on your house from what it was to what it is now, you can stand back and be like, you know what, that is really good work. Okay. Not the same though, is it? Well, pride if is pride, if, you just if, said. Yeah, but if someone... Yeah, but it's contextual, isn't it? Exactly. In that sense... It's completely contextual. No, because... Someone, yeah, no, someone, no one's going to come to my house and say, actually, that's not conforming with German houses, so we kind of need it to look German. It's not benefiting anyone. And it's also not on a mass enough scale. But if someone did? If someone did, and there was reason for it, then possibly. But pride is very subjective, isn't it? You're proud not because objectively the Greek culture is the best. It's because you think yeah, it's but the it's best. De it's dependent on the demand, isn't it? Not necessarily. Well, I think in this case it is. If If... If you've got 25 different countries and you say, look, guys, probably not in your lifetime or even in your children's lifetime, yeah. but possibly in your grandchildren's lifetime, yeah. we could make things 10,000 times better by doing this, 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 this and this. But unfortunately, these are the sacrifices you're going to have to make. One of them is your children are going to have to learn this language and we're, we're not going to erase your culture, but we're going to minimise it because we need to bring unification in. But these are the benefits, and this is what's going to happen according to models if we don't. But that's, that's just totalitarianism. Is there anything wrong with, with that? Uh, well, it depends whether the leader is, has got good intentions. 
Well, the, I mean, I, I am just making this up. But I, I get it. I the, get it. The, the good intentions are, well, the good intentions are good intentions. It's good globally, economically, environmentally. No, I, I agree. I agree. But I think what's what's been proven in recent in past history is that um, totality cor power corrupts absolutely, and people become drunk on power and start and what may have become a benevolent cause yeah would eventually turn into something that isn't malevolent yeah so my next question would be then are we really that much of a social creature yes. as in well you don't know where i'm going with this yes well um but is there a limit to how big a society can be to function well you know, it can a is a global society too much of a strain for a human? Is that too big of a number for for us to take? So, here's the thing: Are we a social animal? Because the, the, there's kind of three questions in one question. Yeah. Are we a social animal? Yes. Yes, we it's, are. It's been proven that if a child doesn't get parental attention physical and emotional it has a very big probability that it will actually die as a result wow so you need to that's why a lot of the time when a baby's first born it has to um the the father and the mother put it on their chest on yeah, their on the skin to skin. skin to skin contact is very important because that that starts the socialization of, of the whole process right so in terms of, are we a social animal? We are absolutely a social animal and we would not be able to get to where we are without being a social animal. Yeah. There's something within us that compels us to not only w collaborate together, but also to actually... Exist, coexist. But no, but, but, but also to, to share ideas. Sure. Um, share stories. So not even to achieve a certain goal, Gossip is a huge part of so, so, uh, social interaction, for example, sure. without any kind of end value. Well, without the social construct of our existence, then, then culture wouldn't exist, would it? Exactly, which, which brings identity and language, yeah. art, that kind of thing, which is very, very unique. Um, in terms of is there, a, is there a number? So there's a thing called the Dunbar's number. Okay. And it's a number of people with whom a person can maintain a meaningful relationship, um, whether it's on Facebook or or in you know face to face interactions. Yeah. So there was um, there's a book of um, uh, uh, the from a professor of cognitive and evolutionary evolutionary anthropology at Oxford, mm -hmm. and he wrote how many friends does one person need okay is it seven it's 150 <laughs> wow so the social circle beyond it beyond 150 becomes unsustainable wow so 150 is the max it's a natural grouping so it's it's not really there isn't a, a an optimum and a minimum number sure but naturally we would only really be able to efficiently socialize with 150 people. 
So it's, it's having a relationship which involves trust and obligation. Sure. It's not just names and faces. So you might know Jack by his name, but you don't interact, you don't have a relationship with him. Yeah. And this brings in social, environmental, all kinds of um, issues that come along with it. Can we exist as a... Is, is the planet too big? Yes, I think it is. Because I think if... I think, I think if you look at our planet now, we're very connected as a, as a species. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, we're talking to people that live in Americas, that live in... Um, South America, Europe. Um, e- even in the UK, but we wouldn't have ever even talked to them yeah. otherwise. We wouldn't even know they existed otherwise. Exactly. We also have trade, international trade, so we're connecting ourselves with that. And people from China come to visit people from the UK, as an example, to trade um, and share ideas. But this is where it's kind of a give-and-take society. There's no... The unifying thing in a trade deal is the trade. It's not the concept of culture or music. or There's no deeper relationship. Right. And I think that's what you really need. So I think I think it's a it's it's an interesting concept. I think it's it's one that, you know, the European Union has. Yeah. That's partly what they want to do. They want to bring everyone and have a huge society. That's what the um, the the Soviet Socialist Republic was about. Um, it was it was you know, combining, a lot of different countries you know you had Kyrgyzstan Kazakhstan Tajikistan all those countries yeah as well as Russia as well as Ukraine but that was given away and it's it becomes an interesting part of it becomes an interesting concept because you just it failed because it was too big that's why all that's why all big empires fail they become unsustainable so it's an interesting. So do you think it's? Do you think the same can be true for um, economic? Um, well, econ- economy. Can an economy get too big? I.e., if you have a universal credit, and that is not the universal credit that the British government is trying to roll out. It's universal credit, as in people in Japan are paying the same currency as people in England. That would that work or would that fail, just because of the size of the country and the value of said credit would depreciate? Is that a bit of a different, a, a different aspect, I guess? Yeah, I think it a is different, a different argument altogether. Yeah, because we've tried to do it with the euro. Yeah. So obviously, loads of different countries um, went over to the euro. Um, and for a couple of countries, it, it, it didn't work out. And for other countries, it was more favourable. Yeah. Depending on the economic state of those countries. Yeah. Well, yeah, for example, in Greece, everything doubled in price or tripled in price overnight. Yeah. So everything inflated almost instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we, you know, you, you can hear more about that in one of our previous podcasts. Oh, true that. From a so, Greek. Yeah, from a real-life Greek. It's it's just interesting to think. It's interesting to sit and think where is our future going, and not even you know our future. You know, me and you, our children. Mm. 
Where's it going? What well, it's interesting just to it's a it's a it's a fun thing I think to just sit and ponder at all the different eventualities from World War Three to absolute utopian peace. It's it's interesting to look at all of the different possibilities because you know they're all possible in, in some shape or form. Do, do you think so? I think some are more far fetched than others. Of course, I think utopia. Some, some are more probable and some are more improbable. But given the right ingredients, mate, anything is possible. Life, life blew up on this planet, so if that can happen, then universal peace can happen. It just has to have the right mix, the right ingredients. I think utopia as a concept is a fallacy in some way because it there is never going to be an ideal society, even ideal societies. That are all that are societies that are perceived to be ideal, such as the Scandinavian societies. Yeah. So everyone says, "Oh, but but Scandinavians do it." Yes, well, but you have to look at factors that contribute yeah, to that. I think you're you're probably translating utopia into a, in well, there's multiple ways to translate utopia, and a utopian state could be lots of different cultures. The difference being that all the cultures are accepting of other cultures. That's still a utopic state. Uh, yeah, okay, but I think then London is that state. Accepts all sorts of cultures. It does accept them, for the most part, but not entirely. There's still racism. There's still... Oh, I see what you mean. ...hate crime. So it's, it's, it's a, a society where there is none of that. Yes. Because there's still... You know, there's, there's inherent racism in, in the Scandinavian countries. Of course. See, I've been thinking about this, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but I wonder whether, there's, whether racism is based on some kind of um, genetic or biological aspect of well, our society. So you think people society. are programmed to not like other races? Yeah. Possibly. Oh, you know, is it nature or is it nurture? I, 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 mean, don't, I, don't, I think a lot of it is nurture. I think a lot of it can be nurture. But imagine, yeah. imagine people who have never seen another race and they meet them do they how do they deal with them do they do they come to them do they greet them as a friend or a foe automatically yeah well i mean you could the experiment that you could do is to take said person um from plato's cave oh. and oh and um philosophical reference for you there for you um Philosophy buffs. Yes. Um, so take you know take them from the cave and pop them into I don't know some different scenarios. So put them into a tapas restaurant in 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 Catalan Spain, and then put them in a Middle Eastern market in Iraq, and then take them. Do, do you know what I mean? Put them into different cultural surroundings and see the reaction. Yeah, but I think. I think you're right. I think there's. I think there's certainly enough weight in that argument to not just be thrown out as hearsay. Or to be thrown out as, as you know... Racism. Yeah, it's kind of... I, I don't know. It's kind of... It's, it's a strange one. And I don't want to excuse someone's... No, you can't excuse racism. I, I, no, but, but, I, but it, it's, it's not trying to solve it. It's trying to understand it. I think yeah. that's, that's the thing for me. 
I don't want to, I think you can only solve an issue if you understand what, what the problem is. Of course. I think simply saying that if someone is from the southern states of America, they are racist, that may be true. But it's equally coming back to what we were talking about earlier. If you say that someone is stupid... And they happen to be black. And they happen to be of another race, you're not saying that they're stupid because of that race. No. Understanding why racism exists is part of the issue. Yeah. It's actually quite... It's, it's a really interesting topic that you've hit on. Because obviously racism has existed for as long as races has, have. Well, exactly. So exactly. it's... It's, it's a really interesting concept, actually, to wonder whether genetically, and this is not an excuse for people to be racist. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want anyone coming out onto the street beating up someone of, the, of another race and saying, oh, yeah, but Janspin has said that it's genetic, so it's fine. Yeah. I can't help it. Because we're not geneticists. Yeah. Uh, we're not writing a paper on it. We're just spinning the yarn. Oh, so that's where it comes from not because we're <laughs> knitters or crochets <laughs> dropping a pearl as we speak what i do i, I mean the, you know and i'm sure there's, there's been science papers written about it well it's certainly an interesting topic and what what we're starting to do at the moment obviously with um twitter is putting the feelers out there for people who want to appear on the show mm. So it may be interesting to speak to a sociologist or a social evolutionist. I mean, it, my whole question of, of racism is if it... And I'm not sure we can know absolutely. No. But you can, but you you can, can be, hit somewhere near the mark. Exactly. And you can be more sure than not even as a scientist, to say that, look, you know, um, we've done studies on, on, on genetics and we don't think it's true. But I wonder whether some people, because let's, let's, let's also agree and face the fact that racism isn't completely a white issue. It's not just white people that are racist. Of course it's not. There's plenty. Everyone has the ability to be a racist. Exactly. So... To say that racism is a white issue is being racist towards white people. Of course. A microaggression. A uh, massive microaggression. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so, a macroaggression. Well, that is a macro, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. So I think it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think what combats racism a lot of the time is education and, and, and being around people of opposite races yeah. you know people think that oh you know let's take a stereotype um all jews are greedy yeah. people say that i'm i have plenty of jewish friends because they're good people subjectively obviously i can tell you that that is complete bollocks from my perspective yeah i can tell you that you know, Scots aren't all tight. Um, that uh, um, people that live, you know, that, that, you know, what's the other big race thing? That black people are all, are all great dancers or, 
you know, good athletes. They're all great athletes, or that they that they are le- inherently lazy, or that the yeah. Chinese, or not not just Chinese, but the people from the Orient are all hardworking. Yeah, that may be true to a degree for some people. But it doesn't speak for the majority. But it doesn't speak for the majority. It doesn't even speak for that person necessarily. You know, it's it's kind of, and I think that that can only happen with integration. If you if you if you're open, and this is where it has to start. If you're open to integration and education, and I don't mean education by, oh, let's go to school and learn about different races. I don't right. think you really get an appreciation of that. I learned by interaction. Yeah. I, you know, because you're born with certain, um, you're born without prejudice. And as you progress in life, you hear a lot of these things or you see or you read a lot of these things about how certain races have certain stereotypes or negative connotations. And the only way to dispel that is through interaction with those people. I'm sure there are I'm sure there are Muslims who want to caliphate and who want to kill all the infidels be they white, Jewish, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever characteristic they want to throw out. But there are plenty of Muslims that I know who are perfectly fine, honest, kind people who yeah. think that those guys that are calling for a caliphate are fucking idiots. Yeah. Pardon my French. But it's, it's you know, we need to stop f- feeding into that agenda of, you know, all Trump supporters are stupid. Yeah. All left-wing people, like, you know, Don Jr. said, all left-wing people want to bring down Trump. Yeah. I would consider myself fairly left-wing because of my beliefs but at the same you know i believe that there should be access to free healthcare yeah absolutely i've seen it work i see it work and it should be a it should definitely be a right yeah but at the same time i don't i don't want trump to fail i don't want trump to i don't i don't want to see trump be indicted or you know, be impeached. Impeached. I don't because it shows that actually that society is broken. I'm not entirely sure that that's true. Well, I'm not entirely sure that that's true. It's it's circumstantial. It depends on the situation. So. But if he's if he if he's been brought in and then all of a sudden well it's two years now, people if if people aren't happy, mm-hmm. then I think it's a democratic right to be able to say actually we don't want you in charge for another two years and we're perfectly within our rights to to impeach you and get rid of you, and fast forward the 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 process that we're going to have anyway. What what I'm trying to say is I would rather Trump was a better leader. Well, of course. And, and he was successful in what he was doing because he was a good leader. Yeah. Not because he convinced 
however many millions of people to vote for him because he said he'd build the wall for Mexi against Mexicans. Yeah, it's a ridiculous reason to win. Exactly. Plus, plus given... Th that, that's why I think if he gets impeached, it shows that that country is very broken. In that, in that situation, In yes. that situation. It, it, it means that it's very broken. I would rather, you know, compare when Obama came into the office and when Trump did. Obama came in on this wave of hope yeah. of positivity you know the american people have made a huge step against racism by electing the majority electing a man who is of a completely different color yeah to the majority of the people that live in america yes do you know one of the things that makes me lose a little bit of faith with americans is the amount of people that are happy that the healthcare um, program that obama put in is demolished. It's demolished and yeah. they're pleased about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad. It really makes me lose faith in, in their humane thinking. It is sad. It is sad. I mean, do I get frustrated that some people who abuse the system don't work and don't contribute to the, to, to the NHS through their taxes? Of, of course. course I do. Yep. Do I want to stop their access to it? No, I don't. Because if we start playing that game, then a lot of people who are not able to find work because yeah. of X, Y, Z, legitimate reason, are then denied access to healthcare because they're just born unlucky. Yeah. Oh, 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 I agree. I feel the same. Um. I, th I think as a society, we, we've evolved to be a bit more inclusive than that. Yeah, and, and you know maybe that again speaks to the fact that America is a very young country. Yeah, you know that they haven't they haven't gone through so much time where healthcare was an issue, and then healthcare became a non-issue. And you know a lot of the decisions that the UK has made, and I'm we're talking about the UK because not because it's amazing, but because it's a country that we live in. Yeah. And we see the merits and the demerits of it all. But I think a lot of the decisions that a lot of these institutions that we have in place, like the NHS, was a natural conclusion to a solution uh, to a problem. Yeah, it was a natural solution that yes, we should. And you know, and credit um, credit to the Labour Party for making it happen. You know, <laughs> they they were the ones that um, that that brought past the uh, National Health Service bill. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of... I, I think age has a lot to do with it. I do think age has a lot to do with it. I, I would agree wholeheartedly. In terms of um, the evolution of, of... Society. Of society, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, they've got a few big boy steps to take. Yeah, and, and it's not about guns. It's That's not, not sexist, by the way. <laughs> Someone will think it is, though. <laughs> well, I'm just putting it out there. Saying saying that is not, it's not sex, it's just a phrase. No, no. Um, I think it's what's sad is how in such an enlightened technological age what we're doing is actually moving further away from one another 
by having such divisive issues. Yeah. No one is willing, like like the guy that you were talking to. Um, I I just I, I sort of came back to him and said, look, I'm not trying to convince you that you're wrong or that I'm right. It's just differing opinions. We can have differing opinions. Yeah. And he said, well, no, I I, I am trying to. Um, I am trying to convince you. Right. No one is satisfied. Like, this this notion that if you don't believe what I... If you don't believe what I believe, then you're wrong. Yeah. I think is a, is a very dangerous and very non-progressive way of thinking. Of course it is. There's, there's no progress in thinking, oh, he doesn't think the same of me as me, therefore he's wrong. Not, oh, he thinks differently to me. That's not maroon. It's purple. You know? Do you know. Do you know what I mean? It, opinion is subjective entirely. Facts are are one thing, but opinion can be whatever you want. Um, yeah. People, it's not a very open-minded method of thinking, is it? No, it's not. And it, and it actually it brings to more division than than inclusion. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I'm consciously trying to now listen to people when they when they have a a, a differing view, yeah, and just live with it. Well, it's actually quite a dangerous thing to marginalise people whose opinions you don't agree with, because if you if you marginalise them and you push them into the gutters enough, mm. then they become alienated and potentially dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If you if you're not, and this is where absolute freedom of speech has to exist, because if you don't allow, no matter how hurtful it is, people to be abusive, you will send them underground, like you said, and they will form groups and alliances with other people who've been marginalised because of their because they're being abusive. Yeah. And they will then, you know, they'll, they'll be more powerful because there'll be more of them it would be a very interesting ideal. mishmash of people as well wouldn't it yeah, yeah yeah it would actually potentially be more progressive it'd actually be quite a progressive uh, subculture because they're all unified under one thing even though they have wildly different thoughts from each other they're all capable of accepting that they all have different opinions because that's the whole reason they've been marginalized from society anyway i think marginalization is what brings people to be violent and even yeah. more abusive abusive than they were yeah i think if you heard them out and if you that there's nothing better than winning a debate with facts right sure. um obviously now at this time of our lives it's very different because it's the opposite people win arguments with 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 opinions but um if you if you show a person why they're negative thinking is wrong and then back it up with facts and back it up with facts it might if, if they are a logical person it might change their opinion yeah but you won't know what they think without hearing what they think no of course but the agenda should, should never be to change someone's opinion it should just be to enlighten them to facts and then them come to their own conclusion yeah right well thank you very much how can they reach us thomas well, they can drop us a little tweet at uh, podcast yarn, 
send us a little Facebook message um, at yarnspinners1. Send us a good old email, uh, yarnspinnerspodcast.gmail.com. Um, get in touch for your free T-shirt. Um, you know, there's loads of prizes, millions of pounds worth of prizes to be won. Um, yeah. <laughs> are, are you sure? <laughs> well, you know, it's subjective. <laughs> no, it's been it's been great. Uh, hope you enjoy the episode and let us know what you think. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Ah.